are very multicultural and I think it adds to the vibrant real estate community and the ability for developers to get creative. You're listening to the Hirsch Condos Digital Experience. And here's your host, Mitch Parker. Welcome to episode 26 of the Hirsch Condos Digital Experience. I'm your host, Mitch Parker, and I'm sitting with a very special guest today, Jordan Tepperman, who is the Executive Vice President of Haven Developments. Jordan, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So uh, let's jump right into this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the development industry? Uh, I grew up in the Toronto construction uh, world. Uh, Our family had a five-generation business by the name of Tepperman Wrecking, which uh, developed a lot of city cores throughout Canada. So it wasn't just Toronto, it was Montreal, Ottawa, Winnipeg, Vancouver, out east, uh, and into the United States, primarily New York City. Um, so growing up, we basically were spending our Saturdays going to the job sites, um, many projects in the city that I can name off of from BC Place to um, Commerce Court to First Canadian Place were all wow. demolished by Tepperman at, at some stage. Um, the biggest demolition job or city kind of takedown that ever went down was in the city of Toronto, which was the five blocks of the Toronto Eaton Center that was formerly Eaton's warehousing and head office for all of Canada. So, um, wow. yeah, so that's how we, how we, how I got started. So how do you transition from like doing the wrecking of the sites to putting them up? Like what was that? Was there like an aha moment? Was there something? So I started off, we started off, all of us worked in the wrecking business. We went on Saturdays and worked in the yard. Um, and then in between school, uh, we would take the summers off and we'd go and work. It was a really good opportunity because I got to explore the city. I saw areas like King West, Ossington, uh, the East evolved to from industrial to residential. Um, I remember going down to Liberty Village when it was Inglis uh, Appliances, and now it's a vibrant community that's self-sustained. Um, so that was one stage of our of my life, and then the second stage of my life is like every um, mother wants their child to go to become a <laughs> professional. So I went to law school in Ontario at yeah. the University of Ottawa and uh, became a lawyer. And I practiced at a major law firm in Toronto that unfortunately is not uh, around anymore. And I practiced real estate law and I worked for other developers. And it got to a point where in about 2007, the market, we had a little bit of an economic meltdown. And one of my clients that is a major player in the in the development business um, and a, from a provincial standpoint convinced me to come work for him and originally the deal was you're going to come work as a lawyer and then i ended up running his residential nice. commercial arm and uh we, we ended up uh, developing a number of significant sites in kitchener waterloo london ontario toronto ottawa and even went as far as down in florida we were oh, building nice. mid-rise condominium down there after that uh, i got together with the haven partners and you know it's been a number of years since we've we've been going and finished a number of projects and i look back and uh you know, we're, we're continuing to, to contribute to the evolving changes of the city's fabric. You mentioned earlier that like your uh, your demolition business was really all over Canada and North America to yeah. a great extent. Why ultimately are you developing in Toronto the GTA? Like, what do you love so much about it? I think that Toronto is one of the greatest cities in the world, 
I've traveled a lot. I've seen major city cores. I think that uh, in Toronto, um, we've got culture, you've got politics, you've got um, um, local amenities that are really, really unique um, to our city. Um, we've got sports. We've got uh, you've got uh, urban uh, urban space that you don't have to live on top of somebody else. Um, I, I really think Toronto. Listen, everybody who comes from a city is very proud of their city, and will show that uh, that they feel that um, their city is better than ours. You always hear during the playoffs, the mayor will call up the other mayor and say, right. "I'll bet you a bag, <laughs> a bag of chicken wings that you know we're gonna we're gonna kick your butt." And so, you know, everyone's got some pride. But Toronto's very special. We have very multicultural areas, and you know, I remember. Um, going down and to little india with another big developer we we're going to do a joint venture we we're putting some land together and you know little india is like gerard east right. and broadway and that kind of corridor carlisle and we kind of we were standing on the street there's a streetcar we're looking at the site you know it was it was an old decrepit gas station with two houses that were boarded up that i think once was a bar or whatever it was and you know and we see, you know, people of different nationalities on their bikes, walking, exploring the urban context, you know, going into the restaurants, stores. There was a very fancy restaurant that's known in Toronto. I, um, I don't eat Indian food, but I, I'm trying to think of the name. It's it's in that quadrant that there was a lineup. And, you know, we looked at it and we said, this is perfect. Like, this this is Toronto. And you can hop throughout these different areas and, and explore Toronto uh, as as a great city but also get world context to it that uh, I don't know if you would see in other cities uh, across North America um, mm -hmm. particularly the United States and other places in Canada we're very multicultural and I think it adds to the vibrant real estate community and the ability for developers to get creative yeah and I totally agree with all that so um, you mentioned community there and obviously we're going through COVID and all the stuff that's been going on, uh, how have you seen it, I think, A, affect your business, but then also the development industry in general? It certainly has changed the business. I mean, um, today, to, you know, we're, we're discussing sales office openings, decor, we have decor centers that are opening for various projects, um, even future launches and how those are going to look. I think, you know, we're going to see what's going to happen in September, October, they are calling for a second wave of this and what the extent is. I personally think Ontario has been responsible other than some other little hiccups with beaches and parks and people are just antsy that, you know, can't tell people to sit home for 12 weeks on their hands right. and not do something uh, to get out when the weather gets good. At the same token, I think that there's been, um, there's been a bit of a hunger for real estate. People are, you know, people have been thinking about it either they they were going to move pre-covid or post-covid now they're starting to think about it maybe their their situation has changed covid covid unfortunately isn't going to go away um and it's going to be addressed from the medical community not from the real estate construction community yeah. we're not <laughs> addressing it we, we are addressing it by being safe and putting in protocols in place to ensure that the best delivery of that unit is done in a safe way for our customers. We have a really strong real estate market here. There's a demand. We, we had a housing issue before COVID. Yes. We have a housing issue post COVID. Um, the, 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 we do have a hot Toronto market. I think people are trying to use 
um, distractions. So I think real estate will pick up despite COVID being there. I'm seeing on the resale stuff moving and being put up for sale. I'm also seeing that there are developers creeping out now with potential launches. East Mall, uh, a Haven project yep. that uh, Hirsch Condo Group is is going to be working on. Yeah, we're super uh, excited about um, it. Is, is one that's an example. And I know there's been a lot of hype and 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 there's been interest and people have been calling and the site's under construction and people have even been stopping by to see us put up the building. So um, that's kind of where I think COVID is. I mean, I do have... I could sit here for 25 minutes and say, you know, here's why I think COVID might help the market and here's why COVID is going to kill the market. We want as badly as you want to get you in your new house and to make you as comfortable as we can. And hopefully you'll refer another family member or someone within that existing development or you'll go to one of our other developments because you feel that we're a trusted source. Um, if we can make your life easier during COVID, by all means, that's the objective of the game, mm-hmm. but it's been a challenge for everyone, and and certainly, uh, certainly for the purchasers, I do see some of the challenges that they're faced. You know, we've got sites in Midtown, the city. We're in the east part. We're in the west part. We're in the north, and we're in the south. So it, we've covered ourselves quite well, and you know, we're looking beyond within the the go transit routes yep. at, quite aggressively. I think that markets like Hamilton, Kitchener, Waterloo. Um, Guelph, uh, Pickering, Oshawa, um, even as far as Brooklyn are all fair game in the sort of periphery, Aurora, uh, uh, Vaughan, those are good markets too. And as the government is investing in transit infrastructure, no doubt Haven will be behind those uh, while they're making their decisions. We will be also canvassing those areas for development improvements yeah, and seeing where a project could potentially Correct. go i mean now they're talking about moving the train up to young street through richmond hill so i would imagine as you get past young and elgin mills and up to young and um even where hillcrest mall is now becoming a bit of a high-rise node um past the 407 um i think uh i think those are all prime markets to uh to 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 look at and uh, to deliver uh, urban living, right? and that's a great tip for for a, maybe like an investor, or real estate agent who has investors to start looking at areas like that now, where you can still get a, a decent bargain and just run with the appreciation as it goes. Toronto at one time did not have a condo market. Like I remember my grandfather telling me in the 1980s that Robert Campo, who was Campo Corporation, he built most of the condos along the waterfront and he built scotia plaza hmm. he also owned a, a federated department stores which was bloomingdale's macy's wow. jc penny and he went broke buying the junk bonds in the 80s of the department stores because he couldn't hold the debt campo was giving away condos down at the waterfront that are those two levels the old concrete pre-cast oh, I know ones, yeah just beside one uh, queen's key there yeah. he couldn't give them away <laughs> and today those things are trading for a pretty buck and yeah. our waterfront is improving with all the amenities going down in the waterfront district with George Brown and Chorus and Sugar Beach. So, you know, time as, as the city's growing and evolving and expanding, these other markets that we were just talking about a couple of minutes ago are going to be very much relevant. And, you know, we, we're going to be a big metropolis like New York and Boston and and uh, other major city centers that are bigger populations like Toronto. Yeah. And I see the same thing in other centers 
like Ottawa and Montreal are starting to become in a little bit of a condo boom where traditionally the, they weren't in that stage. So um, Toronto at one time had 192 cranes. I think we're up to 201 right now. Uh, a couple of them are havens. And uh, and, and I think that uh, we have more more growth, but importantly within the periphery and the urban core as well. That's great. Well, listen, I think that's a perfect spot to end. Jordan, thank you so much for being a guest here. Really appreciate having you. Uh, This has been episode 26 of the Hirsch Condos Digital Experience. I'm your host, Mitch Parker. And until next time, have a successful day. Thanks for listening to the Hirsch Condos Digital Experience. Stay tuned for more exciting content. Subscribe to our channel and make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms.